Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Man, do I love this continental classic. There's just something cool about a round robin tournament, especially because here it's three points for a win and one point for a draw. So that is just Premier League football, or just football over here, or soccer for my American friends. I made way too much of that. The brackets are also great too, because you can sit down and just fantasy book. Sometimes that's all I need from my wrestling. Let me be a massive nerd. Look at me, more hyped up. Also, hello my friends, and welcome to another episode of Ups and Downs. And yes, today we are focusing on AEW Dynamite, as this damn Continental Classic does kick off. Also means, I suppose, we have to predict a winner. So I have thought about it, and it should probably be Swerve Strickland for the obvious reasons. I mean, he tried to kill a guy a few days ago. If you want to give him a push to the moon, let him be the victor here. We're about to talk about him as well, so let's take the finger of power and up those downs for AEW Dynamite. Because that's right, the tournament did kick things off. We were doing Swerve Strickland versus Jay Lethal. Everybody is banned from ringside, which made me laugh, because like, well, there's fans out there. How did they sneak in? And do you know how we work this like it was a sport? Yes, this side of the bracket is also known as the Gold League too, and the other side is known as the Blue League. And if I was Jay, I would have kind of snuck out here and been like, it's Mr. Strickland. I saw what you did at full gear, and please don't drink my blood. Like I know it was Swerve who had his blood drunk, but we shouldn't even be able to say this, and yet it comes out of my mouth. And the other cool thing about all of this is that usually Jay is accompanied by Jeff Jarrett and his friends, but yeah, this has to be mano a mano, so straight away, you could just enjoy it in a completely different way. That should be the point. Clearly, they've been told as well just to focus on the wrestling. But Letha was still like, oh yeah, you were involved in a death match only a few days ago. So I'm going to work over your shoulder because it's just flashing there like you're an end of level boss. He also flipped off the crowd to let them know he was the bad guy. So Strickland was like, all right then. And he gave him a super whooper duper plex. And he also nailed him with a brain buster for a one, two, ooh. But then Lethal went for the lethal injection, but he didn't want that. So Swerve was going to do the stretch muffler. Jay was like, well, I don't really want to be muffled by a stretch. He then moved into a cross face. I mean, that's good stuff. Jay has been doing this long enough, though, to know that if you don't get your finisher first time, you do go for it again. Well, that's actually a terrible idea because Swerve hit the house call. He got his big stomp and he got the one, two, three. So put it on the board. Swerve Strickland just racked up three points. And what do you get for losing? Nothing. So this really was everything Tony Khan said it would be, and we are going to have to have some upsets along the way, so you could be like, oh my gosh, I never saw it coming. But this gets an up. I had a damn good time. Orange Cassidy, Hook, and Shibata were there backstage with Rennie Paquette. 
I know they hang out all the time, but I still looked to them and I was like, <laughs> what a trio. Now, Orange was going to announce something, but Kenny Wheeler, you two have stood right here. So as soon as this was going to do down, Wills walked in and he said, you suck, you suck, you suck. And Shibata, you're the pool rules champion. And I don't think that's great at all. So you should watch me on ROH this week because I'm going to do dun 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 something. And he walked off. So it certainly sounds like he may be about to win that championship, but he also insulted Orange Cassidy here because he went and took 17 orange punches for you to take out John Moxley, which is true. And just as the piece of fruit was about to do his announcement, Renee was like, well, I'm really sorry, we've run out of time. Don't worry though, because that was a tease for later when Adam Cole was on Dynamite. Small part of me, this part right here, was like, maybe we should let him rest. He is still on crutches too, and he came out with Maximal Jacob Friedman. And they had a pretty good weekend. Because look, they are still the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. And Max still has his world title. He also had a cane though, because he did screw up his hip. When he said something along the lines of, I want to get deep in some ladies. And I'm not talking about pizza. Because obviously they were in Chicago. Now, of course, if you are watching this and you are a child, just know he was talking about swimming. Wait, no, what? Freeman also wants to underline that Jay White had been a super tough opponent. So he's feeling pretty good about himself right now. When he turned to Adam and was like, well, I couldn't have done it without you. My best friend, my hero. Adam was pleased, of course, because he too still has his gold. But he also wanted to make it very clear. Look at me. I barely got one leg. I am not going to be back anytime soon. So nobody get their hopes up. I was also worried because, of course, so many people are gunning for MGF right now. But he didn't seem too fussed about that. He is the world champion. And anybody who wants to come on his doorstep, he's going to whoop their ass. Yeah, he probably will. Now, he also threatened to expose the devil and find out who was behind that mask. When the lights went out, we cut to the big screen. And yeah, there was the devil. Now, this dude decided to do a laugh and everybody heard him went, oh my gosh, that has to be Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. What have you been smoking? I'm not saying that it's not Jungle Boy, but I am saying if we listen to the laugh, (laughs) how could anybody make that call? Sounds more like a robot from 1987 or Johnny Five. I'm not entirely sure we can get much from that, although I bet we do find out soon. Samoa Joe clearly is in control of everything because right then he told the audio guy to push play and out he came. Now, of course, he wanted MJF to make good on his deal because he had stood in for Adam Cole to defend those Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. When Maxwell turned to him and went, yeah, okay, I have an answer for you. Blow me. That's right. He was reneging on the deal. Samoa Joe was then going to kill this guy for obvious reasons. Adam Cole was like, Max, you can't do this. That's the old Maxwell Jacob Friedman. The new one has to accept that, yeah, you did make this arrangement. So now you've got to pay up. MJF must trust this man immensely because he did flip on a dime. Because they were in Chicago. He was like, all right, fine. Given where we were, it won't be the first time I've beaten a Ring of Honor champion in this ring. In fact, I did that other guy twice. He was talking about CM Punk. His basic point, though, was that he did want to do it tonight. So Joe's like, we ain't doing it right now. Look at you. You're a fool. You're broken. I want you at 100% so that when I do defeat you, there can be no excuses. So looking at my calendar, why don't we do it at dun 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 at World's End? He also said that Max is now his property, which is a really flubbed up thing to say. But his point was nice and simple. 
he is going to protect Maxwell Jacob Friedman like Batman, because once again, when we get to the end of December, no excuses. You also tease that the devil would be revealed by then, and look, this was a good segment, maybe it went a little bit too long, but after thinking about it, I think we can all agree that when it does come to the devil, it should be revealed as Shane McMahon. <laughs> Quickly, let's move on to something else, but yeah, good planning. Up. When we got a Wonderhausen surprise. Love it. Because it was the best friends versus Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, and Jake Hagar. And before we kick things off, Orange Cassidy got the microphone. He was like, hey ho, whoopsie do. Here is my big announcement Dan Housen is back. His music hit, and everybody went crazy. This guy is just the best. Jake Hagar didn't feel the same, so he jumped hooked to teach him a lesson, and he gave him the Hagar bomb. Like, my gosh, we've only been going a minute. Hook then managed to get back to his feet when he grabbed Angelo Parker and he was hurling him around the ring. When, of course, he got the hot tag to Orange Cassidy. Now, Orange was doing all right for a little while, but then he was cut off by Jake. What a return for him. It also led to Hagar versus Shibata. I was like, man, I never thought I'd see this in my life. Shibata just totally lit this dude up. And even though Cool Hand Ange and Daddy Magic tried to make the save, well, it didn't really work, went from nowhere... Dan House was like, Wee, look at me. And he had Jake Hagar's purple hat. Where's it been? Of course, it lured Jake in. He couldn't believe this. So Dan Hurston cursed him. And honestly, this Jake Hagar man, he sold it like it was legitimate. Made me feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum. Orange Cassidy then hit a big old dive as Hook and Shibata locked in submissions. But when they realized they had the wrong guy, he was like... I need him because he's the legal man. They did switch around and essentially everybody tapped out here because we had around about 97,342 submissions. So this was just ridiculously good fun. It was nice to see Dan Housen back. I mean, they were having fun. So that feeling came up the TV and it smacked me in the face and I was having fun too. Up. Adam Cole was then talking to Rene Paquette backstage. And once again, Adam wanted to let everybody know, listen, this is real. I'm going to be away for a long time. Roderick Strong must have been clued up on this, though, because he then rolled in with the kingdom. And it's a bit like, look at you, going on about all this. Where were you last week when I dropped Action Andre right on his head? Which he did do. What a dickhead thing to say. Adam took this so badly, though, he screamed at Roddy that he was no longer his best friend and he just needs to deal with it. Man, this Roderick Strong... He sold it like it was the worst thing ever. His face just dropped. He's like, he didn't mean it. Trust me, he didn't mean it. So one of two things is definitely happening. One, Roderick Strong is about to have a terrible 2024. Or two, Adam Cole is the devil. And when it comes to Roddy, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, they may very well be his cronies. I mean, that would totally break MGF's heart. Although, you know what? As a curveball, it could be a Mustafa Ali or it could be a Dolph Ziggler because their 90 days are almost up. But I just like the tease. I know it's not for everyone. Thankfully, it is for me and I am me. What? Move on. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. I'm in! Well, <laughs> you are not going to believe what came next. Because here came Christian Cage, and after their loss at the pay-per-view, he felt like he needed to do some rejigging. So as he was with Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne, his sons... He was going to rechristen them. I was like, maybe I should turn this off. I don't think I can handle it. Now, straight away, Christian wanted to point out, look, the blame of the defeat is not on me. And it's not really on Nicholas either. Because you're the dude that took the pin Luchasaurus. And I am totally disgusted in you. Now, let's not forget, on Saturday, what did Cage do? He quite literally ran away. He also doesn't like the fact that the dinosaur has now become a loser. When he told him to take the knee, honestly, the fans were totally against this. Because he said, look... We need to strip away your name. We cannot have that mixed up with failure anymore. So from now on, you're going to be a finisher. And as my finisher is Kill Switch, that's now your name. Straight away, DC rang him up. The real sadness about all of this, though, is that mark it down. November 2023, it happened. The official death of all the dinosaurs. But I can't believe it. We've been trying to avoid this for so long, but I guess you can't escape fate. And now we know. How did the dinos die out? Christian Cage. So let's just take a minute, bow our heads, and try and honor it as best we can. What are we doing? Now, Nick was totally eager to do the same, but Christian stopped him, which once again is planting the seeds. And he said, listen, you are in the shape of me, and you can keep your name, but we are going to add something else, because from now on, you are the prodigy, Nick Wayne. Well, yeah, that's a pretty good name. Nick's mother, Shayna, then rang in the rings. Obviously, he was like, what are you doing, my son? Cage totally ripped her apart because he was like, one, you're a terrible mother, and two, why don't you go back to your crappy job where you only make $40,000 a year? You think that is good enough for Nick Wayne? You don't know anything. It's also a good thing that husband Wayne is dead because Nick would have disowned him anyway and Christian would have been the father figure. I knew this was coming. You just knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Started tapping my foot. I was like, I don't know what to do. This was too much for Killswitch, though, or Luchasaurus, whatever the flub you want to call him, because he kind of stood between them, and he told Christian to stop it. Now, Cage lost his mind here, and he said, you better listen to me, or you have no idea. And he slapped him round the face. This is when Cage reminded you he is the biggest asshole in the world, because he pushed Killswitch, who fell into Shayna, and she went tumbling down to the floor. And if you think that's where it ends, you're totally wrong. Because Christian went and got a chair, and he was going to give this woman a concerto, 
Well, he turned to Luchasaurus, excuse me, kill Switchman. No, actually, you do it to prove your loyalty to me. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going. Now, thankfully, Adam Copeland ran down to save the day, but he still had to have his music played. I was like, I don't think you need to worry about themes right now. And he took out Nick Wayne with this ridiculous spear. That makes me chuckle. Happens every week. Of course, too, he was able to get the weapon, and given that Nicholas was on the floor, he got the concerto instead. But do you know who was watching this from the corner of the ring? It was Shayna, his mother. I was like, Edge, the former Edge. I don't know if this is a very babyface thing to do. Christian and Killswitch had obviously left by this point because flub all of it. And what we're doing here is we are building to Adam Copeland versus Christian and the TNT title will be on the line. And you just know that's going to be good. And everything here was just so damn entertaining. I mean, they really are telling a good story. I like it a lot. I tell you what is getting to me though. Everybody throughout wrestling is just falling out. I can't handle it. Because Ronnie Paquette was indeed talking to Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, Jake Hagar, and Anna Jay. And yeah, now they're not friends anymore either. Because Anna especially is sick of this because she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Nobody is helping out each other anymore. There's no assistance. And in fact, all this bickering we've got going on, meaning we're just going lose, 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 lose. This is when Parker's phone rang and he answered it. It was Ruby Soho. And of course, this pissed everybody off. Now, Jay was going to have a match later. And I tell you now, it doesn't go much better. And speaking of people that may hate each other, we then got the next round in the Continental Classic, and it was Jay White versus Roosh. Quite clearly, their big plan was, why don't we hit each other as hard as we can? It was also the Battle of the Chops, because you just got this throughout the whole thing. Although the highlight is that Jay White came out with the guns when someone said, oh, yeah, Austin and Colton, the rules say, Everybody is banned from ringside, and these two could not believe it. I thought this was wrestling. Roosh used that as motivation, though, because he ran through Jay and chucked him into Barry Barricade when he was going to choke him with that camera cable. Now, thankfully, this is when the referee was like, no, we don't do that in the Continental Classic. So once again, we were just doing something a little bit different. We then got back to when Roosh just booted White so hard in the face, and he dropped him with the three amigos. He was kicking his ass so bad, that's when I was like, I why we're doing this. Roosh ain't winning. His brain did get busted when Jay White hit him with a brain buster. And he was being quite funny because he was kind of mocking Roosh, basically pretending to be him. But that just meant he got smashed in the face when all of a sudden he came back with a Uranage. It's like, man, this is some awesome wrestling tennis. And then did that again with German suplexes and dragon schools when we were teasing it with finishes too because Roosh was going for the bullhorns and Jay White was going for the blade runner. And because they were tussing like this, all of a sudden they almost bumped the referee and that kind of created a diversion. So Jay White decided, you know what? I'm quite a fan of shenanigans. And he whacked Roosh right in the penis. It also allowed him to hit the blade runner and he got the one, two, three. This really made me chuckle because Roosh sold this like he was knocked out. He wasn't going, oh no, he hurt my willy. Apparently, he got smacked so hard, his brain stopped working. Now I do have to say that going forward, I hope this is the exception and not the rule. It'd be great if we just had winners and losers, and we just had a plan to make sure at the end that the losers also felt like winners. But again, we don't know what's going to happen. Maybe we don't see much of this stuff, but either way, it was a fabulous match. And I'm glad that Jay White did get the three points, although Roosh rocks too. Up. We also then learned that after Full Gear, Ricky Starks and Big Bill had ruined Chris Jericho. So now he's got a gammy arm. <laughs> he went straight into goofy wrestling for life. 
I totally love it. Because you have to picture the scene. RJ sitting ready for Ketra at the top of the aisleway, and they had like a podium, and they had an envelope when they read out, and the winner of the AEW Women's Championship is Timeless Tony Storm. Because, of course, they were pretending this was an awards ceremony. And Tony was just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Now, I get if you're not into this stuff, but I can't help it. It makes me so damn happy. Especially when she did her speech. She thanked Anthony Khan. She also said thank you to Jack Warner, whoever trained her, and some of the women in the locker room who really cares. But more importantly, thank you to all the small, tiny timer stones out there who one day want to grow up and be just like her. But they absolutely won't, because you won't take my spot. So go and do a trade or something. We even got that whole, you need to get off the stage now, Oscar music, because she had gone too long. She told them to shut up when standing evasion <laughs> appeared on the big screen. Honestly, you can take your seriously wrestling and throw it over there. Goofy wrestling for life. Eventually, Sky Blue's music played and she interrupted and Tony Storm did not like that. I was like, you know what? Why not do that, Matt? Why not? I'd be perfectly fine with it. Let's just keep having a good time. This is absolutely getting it up. It was my favorite thing on the show. Well, we also finally gave Sky Blue a win too. Oodalali. It also meant it was a terrible night for Anna Jay because she was in this as well as Ruby Soho. And yeah, as I've already told you, those two did not win. For some reason, they all had the initial plan of, oh, I'm gonna pin you as fast as possible, so they basically cancel each other out. And of course, the issue here is that Matt Menard and Angela Parker were on the outside. Even though they were meant to be supporting Anna Jay, of course, Angelo has eyes for Ruby Soho. I was like, this can't end well. Soho kind of used that to surprise Blue with a Saito suplex. This is when Parker grabbed Sky's leg. And I was like, well, whose side are you on? And Anna kind of felt the same too. She looked at Anne and said, listen, you focus on your hair. Don't worry about anything else. As we had three people too, we got the big Tower of Doom spot. But Anna was only able to get a one, two, ooh when Ruby grabbed Blue and threw her into Barry Barricade. I was like, wait a minute, it's you, Becky Lynch and Brody King. You're the three that keep really assaulting Baz, and it has to stop. Now, the big twist came when Daddy Magic was also getting involved, and he grabbed Soho's leg. But when Soraya saw this, who was also at ringside, she got in his face and said no. Of course, Angela was a little bit like, uh, and when Ruby got knocked off the ring apron, he grabbed her, and then Saraya and Daddy Magic were like, well, we don't like this at all. It essentially created chaos too, because Dr. Robotnik swung in here, which is when Sky got out of the Queen Slayer, and she hit this variation of a TKO to get the one, two, three. Now, maybe I haven't been watching, but that feels like another new finisher. I like it. This was all right though, and the story is nuts. But that's one of the reasons I do get something out of it. I totally understand those who just want match, 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 but I will always take madness. I'm gonna be dead one day. Give me the roller coaster of emotions up. I think Rene Paquette then decided I need a scoop on this evening. So she found Wardlow in the back. She was like, listen, Ward, why are you taking so long to attack MJF? Now, it basically allowed Wardlow to tell us that he will do it when he is good and ready because the downfall of the devil will be on his time. I was like, bro, if you're releasing an album, you have to call it that. AR Fox then decided he should go yell at Ward. I was like, this is a terrible idea. Surprise, surprise, he got smacked onto his face. Now, he did have a little bit of a point here, because he was like, look, you're blaming everyone but yourself. I did this with Darby Allen. Don't follow in the same steps as me. Well, Fox, you didn't think this through, and now you're going to have a big old bruise. This makes sense, however, because now we can do Wardlow versus AR Fox and Wardlow should run through him, and because AR Fox has some name value, it's better than just another squash match. Tick that box. When we got to our main event, and it was another Gold League Continental Cup match, 
John Moxley versus Mark Briscoe. And they too had had a conversation in the back. And they too had gone, let's just hit each other as hard as we can. Now I can't lie, I think I would have had Mark Briscoe win here, even though John Moxley did lose at the pay-per-view. Because it just would have told you, oh my gosh, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, it doesn't matter that Mox did get the W. But yeah, let's make sure we do a surprise soon. It'll get people. Thing is, I bet Brian Danielson is currently telling Tony Khan, I will lose to everyone. And seriously, Mark Briscoe went absolutely crazy here. I mean, for a good old while, he was whooping John Moxley's ass. But they were also hitting forearms on each other, booting each other to the floor, when we were dropping people's necks onto the ring apron. I was like, wait a minute, the ring apron? What is harder than the ring apron? Ah, that, that is harder. But then had some blood, so I was a bit like, who had five minutes when Moxley was just getting himself thrown around the ring? But he actually came up with a good comeback plan. Why don't I just strangle Mark Briscoe? So we did. Briscoe then bit John, which was a little bit weird, but then he fell right into the paradigm shift. But honestly, Mark basically no-solved this. He got back to his feet. He hit the froggy bow for an excellent one to ooh. I've got to be honest with you, I totally bought it. Nerd. Mark then went for the J Driller, but he got hit with the massive Larry instead. And we were just turning him into such a hero here. Because he then did get murked with the Death Rider, but he kicked out again. I was like, oh my gosh, it's a monster from the deep. Briscoe then kept getting out of everything as we just continued to tease that we were going to get an upset. Then we didn't get it. Damn it. So instead, Moxie made sure to stop Mark Briscoe's face into the map, where he hit him with a super Death Rider to get the one, two, three. But honestly, this was such a good advertisement for what we will do with the tournament going forward. And they shook hands afterwards, so everything is okay. You should go out your way to watch all of these Continental Cup matches. It just feels like sports. Who doesn't like sports? Give it a nap. It also brought us to the end of Dynamite, and I just thought it was such an easy show to watch. Like There was nothing on it that makes you go, oh my gosh, it's the best thing ever. But everything just worked, and it made me feel good in my tootsie toes. Up. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know how wrong I am. Click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for NXT, so you can check that out too. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, oneculture.com, follow us on social media, and make sure you have a lovely old week. I mean, it's a five a series in a couple of days. How the flub are we in November? See you soon.